Welcome to TMI Today with Rita Bocuzzi and Jen Lee. In this podcast, there is no such thing as too much information. We are diving into all of the taboo topics from money and careers to relationships and parenting to whatever else we've been too afraid to discuss as women. Listen in and join the movement as we raise each other up in our everyday lives. Welcome to another episode of TMI, Today's Motivational Insights. I'm Rita Bocuzzi, also known as Mama Rita Lemony, and I am here with financial stress relief attorney extraordinaire, Jen Lee. She is one of my favorite attorneys ever because we're always learning together. And that's why we got together. TMI sounds like too much information, but I don't believe, and Jen does not believe that we could ever have enough information when it comes to important resources, like our guests share, like Kirsten Howe today, who's going to talk about with us and have a conversation about special needs planning and how the resources and how we tap into them and what's possible and how maybe we can create things to be better for people with special needs uh, and their families to be empowered and flourish. So Jen, take it away. Thank you, Rita. And Kirsten is one of my closest colleagues in the attorney world. And I really appreciate having her as a resource. And I also appreciate personally, because I have a special needs child. And so when Rita and I were discussing topics for this, um, for TMI, I was like, we really need to talk about special needs and what happens when you, you didn't plan to have a kid with special needs, but now you do. And Kirsten is the expert at that. And so Kirsten, give us a little bit of your background on your firm and then what you do for special needs planning these days. Okay. Um, My firm is Absolute Trust Council, and we are located in Walnut Creek, California, which is in the United States. I'm sure you have an international audience. Um, And we do, we are at our core estate planners. So we help people with wills, trusts, We help people after a family member dies with a trust administration or a probate. And a component of our estate planning is special needs planning. So it's estate planning for families who have a special needs member. Um, Good. (laughs) That's helpful. So for special needs, talk a little bit about what special needs, like what do you need to plan for? What What's the difference between planning for a special needs child versus uh, someone else? Yes, that, that's the, that is the big question. Right. Um, and just, just as kind of like um, background on that or groundwork, mm-hmm. um, special needs, that phrase covers a lot of territory, a lot it of does. territory. <laughs> it, we could be talking about a young child who has some learning disabilities and, or, you know, even ADHD, something like that. And we don't know how they're going to turn out. It's way too early. Um, So maybe we need to plan for now in a certain way that we might not otherwise plan. Um, Or it could be someone, you know, who is what we think of um, profoundly disabled from birth. And really what we're planning for in cases like that, where there's a child who we don't think is going to be able to be self-supporting, 
We are planning for the parents to replace themselves that, you know, at its core, that's what they are trying to plan for, which, you know, is daunting. And it's not a it, fun thing to think about. <laughs> no, I, exactly. It makes it very emotionally challenging because they don't, they just don't, it's hard to imagine and, and it hurts your heart to think about it. So, um, so that's, I mean, but that's basically what it, what it boils down to. And, and um, I think, you know, in that statement, as I look at as it as insightful, it's having enough love to leave them with the legacy of love, knowing that they'll always be cared for. So rather than looking at the daunting aspect to really tap into the, the love aspect of this, I think that's really so profoundly beautiful. I think that's really important too. And Kirsten, if, so if someone doesn't do this planning, then what happens then? What happens if someone doesn't? Well, there are a a few things that could um, be very problematic. One could be, um, you know, part of the planning, when I say the parents have to plan to replace themselves, mostly that's going to involve coming up with money somehow. Um, you know, there are only three ways for someone to be cared for. There's the unpaid kindness of friends and family members. There's government benefits. And then there's the money that you've managed to accumulate somehow, but whether through savings, investment or life insurance. Mm -hmm. um, so if you don't do that planning, um, you may end up in a situation where you pass away and your child really doesn't have adequate support. Um, so that's one way it could go sideways. And, and then the other way is you don't do the planning. There's plenty of money, but now the child is inheriting this money, um, which could cause a loss of the government benefits upon which they depend. Um, and we can usually fix situations like that, but Jen, you know, you're an attorney too. Yep. It's so much easier and cheaper to plan ahead than to clean up the mess afterwards. So we, we don't want to see that happen. So one of my questions is, uh, you know, being doing the finances and I'm always about being prepared versus being panicked, right? In any situation. So that we're always progressing and growing and moving forward is, you know, you're talking about is if they pass away, but what happens if something happens? I'm a cancer survivor of 12 years. So what happens? And thank God I'm okay. But there are some, during that time, I could never have taken care of anyone else other than I was fighting for my life during treatment. Um, what happens in those kind of cases? Yeah, it's very, there's a lot of, you know, prongs to this. You, mm -hmm. You're planning for, you know, multiple retirements, you're planning for your own retirement, you're planning for their retirement, you're planning for your own incapacity, you know, you got to buy long term care insurance, whatever it is you do to be ready. And you you have this extra life that you also have to do those same things for. And it's going to be a much longer, you know, much most likely longer life. Because um, your special needs child isn't retiring at age 65. You know, you you got to support them from whatever age it is. So, yeah. How did yeah. you get into this, Kirsten? How'd you get, how'd you get started? What's your background? How did you get into this type of law? Um, I, I, 
I'm, I don't have a personal connection to it, but so, I, something about helping disabled people <laughs> appeals to me because I, I also work with a lot of elderly disabled clients on the Medi-Cal um, aspect of their planning. Uh, and so I don't know what it is. It's just, the calling uh, is what it is that you answered. Maybe I, it's a, it's a very underserved community in so many ways, you know, the disabled community and the tiny little thing that I can do, I'm happy to do so. And Kristen, a lot of us, the most many people don't know this, but estate planning attorneys, a lot of them don't do the special needs planning that you do. So it is actually very specific planning. So not every estate planning attorney out there looks yeah. at these problems, right? Yeah. That is very true. And there's, you know, there are certain aspects of it that you have to be um, very conversant, certain legal things, the whole government benefits law yeah. is something that an estate planner, other estate planners would never have to learn. And, you know, you go to law school, you learn estate planning, that takes a long time to get that expertise. And now you want to layer on another piece. No, you know, so a lot of, a lot of them don't. But yeah, it is. Um, and that's why I say it's underserved. It's underserved in our world. There aren't mm -hmm. enough special needs attorneys. Um, there aren't enough people advocating for people with disabilities. They're, they're, you know, in the legal world, we could have so many more people and they'd all have work to do. Do you think that's a little bit of lack of awareness that this actually exists, that this is a practice area that people should be talking to you? Um, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And you're helping by having this show for sure. Because mm -hmm. um, people will will hear me say this. <laughs> and and uh, I would love, you know, the young attorneys out there. There's plenty of work, you just need to know where to find it. And Kirsten's a fantastic mentor too. So she's she does a lot for the the legal community. So um, can you talk really quick about government? Like you, you sprung onto the government benefits part, but what exactly does, I think people overlook their, they don't know they can get benefits for certain things. Yeah, yeah. So can you talk a little bit about the government benefits? Yeah, and that's a whole, you know, <laughs> so three-hour show, that's a yes. quagmire. But anyway, the basic government benefits that we tend to focus on with special needs um, is SSI, which is Supplemental Security Income. It is not Social Security, although it's administered by the Social Security Administration. It's a cash benefit that disabled people of very low uh, means can qualify for. Okay. And uh, in California, the current monthly maximum is a little over $1,000 a month. So it's it's not a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. but it really makes a difference. And then the other one that's very important to many special needs families is Medi-Cal. So Medi-Cal is, is health insurance that um, is paid for by state and federal governments. Um, and that oftentimes is linked to the SSI. If you get SSI, you get Medi-Cal, and that's really the prize is oftentimes the, the Medi-Cal. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's, it health insurance and health services are very expensive. Yeah. Well, based on what your experience is, you, <laughs> you know, darn well that having healthcare coverage is yeah. critical to all yeah. of us. So, yeah. And then there's specific planning you can do around so that people still qualify for benefits, even though if they have resources. And I think that's what I would like people to realize is there's planning you right. can do to qualify for those things. So it's that's not right. So 
so the the planning tends to focus let's say the typical parent two parents and a and a disabled child so the parents if they're smart they recognize that someday they will die most of us have to just you know <laughs> deal with that, that fact yes. and and then they want there to be money to take care of their special needs child like i said a thousand dollars ish a month where are you going to rent an apartment for a thousand dollars a month in anywhere i don't know anywhere. i don't even know so it's not enough and so the parents through planning they're going to leave an inheritance of some sort it might be their 401k it might be their house it might be the life insurance a combination of things and they don't want the child to lose that medical because that that's could be millions of dollars over a lifetime, mm -hmm. literally. So we create a special needs trust, which is a very specific vehicle. It's recognized in federal law so that the parents, when they die, the inheritance goes into this special needs trust and it doesn't count as a resource. Mm against the child. If remember, if the child has too many resources, they're not going to qualify for these benefits. So anything in the special needs trust is that we don't even look at it. It doesn't count. And the trustee of that trust can use that money to um, enhance the life of that special needs child. Um, That's super powerful. I think people need to realize how powerful that is. That oh yeah. It it makes the difference between, you know, living in poverty or, you know, living with a cousin, living with a sibling, right. And, and having really no life. It, it's huge. It is really huge. Well, I think I want to say thank you for bringing that to light, because that is so super powerful. And I know we were talking a little earlier, because for me, it's all about education. And, you know, I know that the school systems, my daughter-in-law is a special needs teacher, right? So my thought was, oh, wow, you know, the schools might have pamphlets or resources, but they don't really have that because like you, like you mentioned, Kirsten, they, they do what they do in their realm. Um, but I want to put out there for any parent teacher organizations that want to know more about this, you should reach out to Kirsten because I think it really is up to us. I think taking care of our family and our community, which what parent teacher organizations or PTAs um, represent is having those resources to have someone like you share this information or ways they could um, access the resources would be so crucial because uh, you know it's it's happening more and more it's getting more uh, attention and more awareness but and the more that we do that the more that we can help them because what you just shared about that tool not being a resource where you know, I mean, if you can imagine living on a thousand dollars a month versus right. parents having an estate that could be, you know, $5,000 a month for a child right. that doesn't get mm -hmm. taken away from them is phenomenally huge. I think that's super amazing. So I, I want to say thank you for that work that you're doing and teaching and mentoring um, because it's so, so needed in today. And I was just also thinking about, wow, look at this career opportunity that most people might not have thought of um, a great leadership model. And I'm going to still call it a calling because giving this big a contribution, I know probably takes a lot more sacrifice on, on, like you said, the schooling and your part, but 
well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah. Right? It's very gratifying work. It is much more gratifying than just a plain vanilla estate plan. You, you know, the, yeah. those are important. Yeah. And I love all my clients equally, but the sigh of relief that the parents of special needs children express when you, they sign that last document, that's, I mean, priceless. I stole that from, you know, MasterCard or whoever, but um, <laughs> that just, that makes all of it worth doing, honestly. In my world, we call that a swan plan, sleep well at night plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm going to borrow that. You, you may, you may, because it is, it is about sleeping well at night. And, and again, that, again, that has this ripple, I'm going to call it a ripple effect. I have a thing with words, a ripple effect of collateral goodness that happens because if the parents are in relief, that special mm -hmm. needs child isn't feeling that stress. Right. It just literally goes on and on and on and on. So super. That's amazing. a good point. Yeah. Well, I, and like I think that. people don't realize how stressed you can feel and not realize it. I see that in my work, <laughs> like how stressed out you are about things and you don't realize how just solving one, not easy thing, but solving one thing can really ripple out. Like you said, Rita. So I think that's great. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I've had a few moments like that in my life where something happened and I started crying. Like, yeah. what was that about? I didn't realize I was that stressed, <laughs> that stressed. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kirsten, are there any other resources out there that, that people can start with? I, you, you have a great website. I know you have a podcast. Are there any other resources yeah. we should know about? I, I would say a couple of things. Um, we've been talking about this, like, you know, the parents have to save money and the parents have to plan. You've got to talk to a financial advisor. That's first and foremost, you know, get in touch with a financial planner. And if you need access to somebody like that, I'm going to volunteer you, Jen. You know a ton of them. I know a ton of them. Call my Rita's office. a fantastic one too. So yep. <laughs> yeah, call my office. I can point you to a financial planner. Um, the second one, this is, this is something that I think very few people know about, but they're very, very important in this world is some kind of a care manager. And there's a company that, um, that we've been working with national care advisors and they are national. It's a national company. They can help with all kinds of aspects of special needs planning. So one of the things, you know, I was talking about earlier, the, the goal is for the parents to replace themselves. Mm -hmm. Parents often don't realize what that means. They don't appreciate how much work they put in and how expensive it would be to replace themselves. And so some, a care manager could do that assessment. You know, here's the, 718 points that you take care of on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And here's how much it costs to hire somebody to do that. Okay. Now let's go to your financial planner and, and make this happen. So um, I think those yeah. two resources are invaluable in, yeah. in the planning phase. Yeah. Because I can only imagine that naming somebody that would help caretake for a special needs child. It's, it's already like when you're doing a regular trust and your kids and you want to ask somebody else to do that. And it's so daunting because not everybody is prepared or capable of accepting such a big responsibility. It's even bigger with the special needs. So those are great resources. Wow. Yeah, that is a, 
That is an excellent point. And special needs parents tend to think, oh, my, my other children will take care of that job. And, you know, everybody here on this call is cringing like, no. So there are licensed professional fiduciaries who are excellent. There are some who specialize in special needs um, trusts and they know what they're doing and they, you know, they're, that's what they do for a living. You're not going to derail their lives by mm -hmm. appointing them as a trustee. So I, I really encourage parents, if you've got parents listening out there, just think about, do you really want to do that to your other children? Um, that's a very good point. Because there are professionals who can do it. So thanks so for bringing that up. Rita. <laughs> lots of information. Really appreciate it. Um, lots of things that I think about in the back of my head, you know, do I do things correctly? That kind of thing. Um, what's one fun fact about you? Um, okay. Well, I, I think, you know, this Jen, but I volunteer with the Salvation Army and I'm on the advisory board for Alameda County, but my favorite part about being involved with Salvation Army is that during Christmas time, I get to stand outside a grocery store and, and ring the bell <laughs> and get money in my red kettle. I love that. It's so, it's so much fun. <laughs> and I, I wear know that goofy, about you. Yeah. I wear a goofy Santa hat and you know, the whole thing. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. So I get look for me. <laughs> cool pictures of Kirsten at, at the holidays with her Santa hat on and her, her red <laughs> kettle that she has. So that's good. Well, thank you, Kirsten. Thank you so much for being here and talking thank through you. another heavy topic. Again, TMI also means we have to talk about things that no one else wants to talk about because it's not always a fun topic. So, and that's always inspiring though, yeah, because exactly. it is really like when we talk about heavy topics, I, the insight to me is always how profound the love is in it all. And thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank, thank you. you so much.